So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different so look y'all today's podcast is brought to you by elic as you know here at just different our mission is to bridge faith and culture and this amazing organization has a very similar goal they spread hope and create life change in the most challenging places in the world such as Asia, the Middle East, and even North Africa. ELIC sends people to teach English in these unreached areas, providing training, support, and a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. They see English education as an opportunity for people to come together, share life, and come away with broadened horizons. Whether you're a college student, recent graduate, or beyond, ELIC has a program for you. They have two to six-week options in the summer that are perfect for college students and even recent graduates, as well as their nine-month Global Ambassador Program is a great option for recent college graduates. So for anyone who is interested in traveling abroad to take the church outside the four walls, continue to advance the kingdom in all these different areas by helping individuals learn English um, as you're teaching it to them, ELIC is a program for you, especially for college students that listen to us. If you're looking for something to do and get into for the summer to build your resume and just get amazing experience while doing God's work, this is it. So if God has called you to create global impact, bridging faith and culture, please visit elic.org slash just different. That's elic.org slash just different. All right. You ready? Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D. Starks. Starks Artist. You are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything, faith, life, and culture. As you can see, Man. if you're listening or watching on YouTube, yeah. we are finally in the studio we're finally here man in person recording it's gonna be the first time that we've actually like done this for about it's been a while 
two, three months maybe. No, for real. It's been yeah. a minute. I but, feel good. Yeah, I know. I, I love it. I, we have like that whole camera set up. That's what I'm saying. I, I wish I could where... see this. We got the TV in front of us with the camera angles. Like It's, it's a, all it's crazy, y'all. And I, I don't know what camera to look into. Like, this is wild. That's but... what I'm saying. <laughs> they can probably hear the difference, too. We got the, the mics and everything. Yeah. You know, it's nice. But nonetheless, um, yeah, we are in the studio. But as you can see, we are pretty far from home. Indeed. All right, let them know. Where we, where we at, first and foremost? We're in Nashville, man. We're in Nashville. 615. 615. 615. In the city. <laughs> And we're actually here at That Sounds Fun Studios. Um, and we actually have an announcement, if you haven't already seen, that we're super excited just to let you all in on. We've been teasing this for about, I guess, for, I mean, a minute now at yeah, this point. Few like going into yeah. June, starting the summer off, we were saying, yo, a lot of big announcements, things coming soon. At the beginning of this year, we mentioned that this is going to be the year collaboration for us in yeah. terms of just like getting a lot more guests on the podcast, expanding the show, working with more like individuals, brands, companies, and all of that. So this is kind of like just another level and step into, you know, kind of like what we're adding to that. And of course, exactly. like just stepping into year three of the podcast, which is still crazy yeah. to think about. But look, we are here, and we, we have a new home. You want to let them know like what, what, what the word is? Yo, so we have joined the That Sounds Fun family, man. Yes, we yeah. are. We are part yeah. of the That Sounds Fun network that's here based in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. And for those who don't know, in terms of like what a network does and like why this is, like I guess, pretty significant and a big deal, um, since the beginning of this podcast, since we started off for like the last two years, when it came to preparing for the episode, of course, recording it and then everything following. So when we talk about post-production of editing audio, video for social clips, marketing, like admin, yeah. all in between has really just been like me and Jordan for the most part, kind of mm -hmm. like handling it and taking lead on that. And, um, of course, like that can be like sometimes like time consuming. And of course, like you want to have like more connections and relationship with people who have expertise in different areas so you can be able to grow. And so a network really provides just that. It helps you in terms of like marketing and yeah. of course, having given us the ability to monetize the show for us to continue just to do what we love, like, you know, exactly as, as we please. So um, we're really excited to be with them. We have like a cohort of shows that are absolutely amazing. NEF Downs, who was a co-founder of this, is podcast royalty to me. I had the opportunity <laughs> to meet her today, and she said yeah. she listens to the podcast. No, that so was I'm crazy. Like, this, that's she asked crazy. for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want a picture with us? Like, what do you mean? Um, but yeah, this is a, a huge like next step for us. Um, they have helped us out tremendously mm -hmm. the past few months, even before we've kind of like publicly announced behind the scenes in terms of refining the show. A lot of what you've seen in terms of us like experimenting, doing new things, um, evolving has been like a really just testament to like, you know, their ear. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, them being in our ear, giving us advice um, and taking us to the next level. So. I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of the partnership, you know. It's taking it to the next level. That's all. <laughs> and that's all it's about. So, with all that being said, I felt it was appropriate this episode that we get into really the power of collaboration. When it comes to building relationships, your network, and just, like, coming in contact with people that are going to help you in, like, your God-given purpose, vision, and the plan that you have for your life. Because I think it is really essential. Something that I've mentioned before is the fact that you have gone as far as you can by yourself. 
and ultimately really adds no benefit to your life to be selfish and not allow others in on your process, journey, success, and failure. And that's something that, you know, we've had to learn ourselves, like, you know, just stepping into like our ministry itself. Like sometimes you can kind of get like, not necessarily self-absorbed, but it is this aspect of like, all right, like I can do it by myself, yeah. like better than anyone can. I don't necessarily need assistance. I've already gotten this far mm-hmm. based upon my own strength, my knowledge, my experience, but you are neglecting and missing a whole nother, you know, aspect of just like potential that you can step into just by yeah. having people on your team. And I was actually reminded of this yesterday because I was picking up my sister from school, right? And the way, like, it's set up, of course, you know, I'm getting there and all the buses are leaving. So the kids are boarding the buses. You have, like, parents coming to pick up the kids. So it's, like, somewhat, like, mayhem and chaos a little bit. And so, of course, like, there's a lot of people, like, coming in and out of the parking lot. That's kind of, like, where I'm picking her up as, like, behind the school. And as I'm, like, getting there and I'm, like, kind of, like, waiting, kind of, like, in this line, like, there are people still trying to, like, come out of, like, the parking lot to, like, obviously go, like, the students who, like, drive. And um, I'm like, I'm like just driving and whatnot. And there's people come like trying to get out from my right side. And, you know, I let like someone through or whatever it's like to get in front of me or whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I guess, one of those drivers who are pretty, you know, I'm, I'm not like a, I don't have any road rage. I'm pretty nice. I'm kind yeah. of, I'll let you go. I'll give you the nice little wave. <laughs> you feel me? A little smile. Um, but obviously, I guess not everyone shares in those same sentiments or approach. And so there's a lot of people who are adamant about not letting anybody through <laughs> to letting them get out of the, out of the parking lot. Right. But, um, I wish I could like visually, like, I guess, like really show you all. But if I mean, the way it was set up, it actually added no benefit for you not to allow someone to like come and like merge into your lane. Right. right. It slowed everything down and actually like prevented all of us from getting out of there mm-hmm. faster. And that made me think about how sometimes like that's how we approach like our own life. Like we're kind of like we're in like, you know, our lane yeah. and our path. And we think that our by not allowing someone to come across, you know, in my journey, mm-hmm. like in any capacity, it's actually going to help me get somewhere faster. Although that probably is the thing that's like preventing you to grow, to go further and to get to where you need to be in a timely yeah. manner. And so it just reminded me of that because sometimes we can just have this mindset that there's not enough like to go around exactly. for everyone exactly. or like, you know, it ends and begins with us, but there's so much more. Yeah. And I think even a part of it, when I was thinking about the topic can even be um, like a lot of us are chained to our comfort. Like you were saying, like you get so caught up in the way that you go about things, right? Your process, whoever you have involved that like sometimes outsourcing it or bringing someone else in sometimes seems like uh, it's a huge shift. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have to, we talk about it all the time. You have to lean into the discomfort sometimes because sometimes that's what partnership looks like. But something that I wanted to point out is like the idea of collaboration and the emphasis of its importance is like all throughout the Bible. Like when you look at even Jesus gathering disciples mm-hmm. in general, he sent them out two by two when he sent them out. Um, Paul talks about how there's many members, but one body. He talks about that in first Corinthians um, where two or three gather there. I am in the midst of them. Like this is something that is so clearly shown throughout the word. If you, you know what I'm saying, took us, took the time to, you know, look into it. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite stories, I remember I was like a newer believer at the time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
What are you laughing about, bro? I'm not even <laughs> saying nothing funny. No, because I know what you're about to get into, and I think I have the same thoughts. But go ahead. Okay, okay. But <laughs> I remember I was a newer reliever, and uh, there's a story. It was a Tower of Babel in uh, Genesis, Genesis 11. And I remember reading this. I don't know why. It just hit so different because I was like, dang. Because I didn't know this was a thing. I've never heard about this because growing up in church, you always hear like your, your famous stories like Jesus walking on water, Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, Meshach, David. Rap and Abednego. <laughs> You butchered those names, bro. That's crazy because you said that wrong. What are the what are the names? You gonna get us canceled? No, what are the names for real? First off, I'm pretty sure that was their slave name, so we shouldn't even call that. But that's what everyone refers to them as. It's Shadrach, like, it's Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> I swear that's it. Actually, don't don't quote me on that. I really don't know. I'm making fun of you. I don't really know. All right. But those are their slave names, so we shouldn't even call them by that. It's messed up. All right, all right. Keep bro, going, back bro. to my. You got me off my. Come on. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, so, you know, you have your famous, notorious stories that everyone knows about. And this is one of those one-off ones that I've never heard. So I remember I was reading about it. And essentially what happens in um, Genesis 11 is these people are there in this town. And um, I don't know where they got the idea to do this, but they're like, hey, let's build a tower to the heavens. They said, we want to make names for ourselves. And they're like, let's make a tower to the heavens. So you said that they talk about how they get their stones together and they start, you know, working together to build build this tower. Right. And this next part is what really gets me. Right. It was in Genesis 11, 6 through 7. It says, the Lord said, if as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Right. And then so essentially, you know, to get to the rest of the story, he scatters all their languages so they don't have the ability to communicate with one another. And then like the tower is just, you know, it's done for because they can't they can't build. They can't collaborate. Right. And. I just think that's so crazy. He said, if as one people, they come together and they do, they, nothing is impossible for them. That's not just applicable to the story, but in general, like, and and it, I don't think it wasn't from a place of God feeling threatened. God can never feel threatened, but it was like, he understood his creation. Like he understood who he made us to be. And that if we came together on this one common goal in communication, bro, nothing, nothing's impossible. And I think, um, uh, so, and even when you look into the way that he reacted and what he did, he understood that if I want to halt this progression, I have to, I have to deliberately attack their ability to collaborate, right? So he scattered their languages so they could, they could no longer collaborate, collaborate at the uh, level that they were. So that story to me is just huge when it comes to this conversation of even the importance of community, collaboration, partnership, that right there. Like if that doesn't put the ice on the cake, I don't know what does like that is different. And it really just reminds me of, like you said, I mean, there is a common theme of this that we see and we look at Acts, right? Right. Um, in the early church in its um, infancy, as its building. And I believe that the power in which they were able to have and the impact that we particularly see within these stories um, is because of the the way in which they were so selfless, right? It, it mentions a lot how they would, they, they, literally gave up all of their possessions right. to be in community mm-hmm. with one another, like on one accord. And so to your point where I think we see the full, honestly, like manifestation of God himself when like we as parts of the body now come together exactly. um, to display like him um, in the most complete way, in the most complete form. And so it's, it's really sometimes a sense of either like pride, like ego, or maybe just, just ignorance when we feel that we ourselves like are the only piece of this particular puzzle mm-hmm. when there's so much, there's so much else, you know? And something that <laughs> I say a lot that's always stuck with me is the fact that, um, 
when it comes to relationships, um, relationships are kingdom like currency, right? So anytime like God wants to get anything to you, through you, or just like for you, it's always going to come in the form of people, right? Mm -hmm. In whatever capacity that may be. And so, you know, we can't allow like whatever thought that may be to hinder us like from these relationships to like keep us from it. But yeah, it reminds me of that. God was very, well, I mean, obviously God was very intentional in everything that he created, but even in creating us to thrive more in community and with one another, he was very intentional. But I think even when you look at um, the creation of a new life, right, that takes collaboration between a man and a woman to do that, like no one person could do that by themselves. You know what I mean? And I think, um, what else would I think about? I remember... When I was working back at Dollar General, man, shout out to my boy. Nah, for, bro, you laugh every time I bring up. I'm about to get fed up, bro. I didn't know you he was going to bring that up. No, I had to, bro. Cause bro guy, worked at Dollar General for three days. Bro, it was a couple weeks. And you didn't bro. even give him a two weeks. It was a couple weeks. It was a couple weeks. I ain't going to air you out. Bro. I ain't going to air you out. Go ahead. It was a dead job. I couldn't rock do with what anyways, you. Do what you to do. Shout out to my boy, John, bro. This, this guy came up to me one day. He just started chatting with me because I was checking him out. And then uh, he gave me his number. He's like, if you ever want to talk, call me i was like and honestly i would never i would never have done this in my life but he seemed like a real interesting dude so i called him and then i met him at at this uh at his laundry mat you know what i'm saying we just talked for like an hour 30 we were just chatting and one one thing that he said that i'll never forget he was like look at everything around you he's like behind everything you see is something sold and he was trying to get at a larger point but i think it it translated into this conversation when I look at everything, something else that I see is like behind everything that I see is a collaboration, right? Like to his point. So for example, even like this mic that we're speaking on right now, and I'm this might be something that I might have alluded to in a previous episode, but you know, someone had to get the materials, right? And then someone had to bring the materials to the people who formed it into what it is now. Someone had to form the idea. Someone had to form the idea. Someone had to ship the stuff to where it is now. Like manufacture, produce. Exactly. Like it's all sell, a, market. It's all a collaboration. No one person can do anything on their own. So I think really it's it's sometimes it's pride, really, but it's really ignorance. You thinking that you can you can really prosper at a high level by yourself. And I think that, you know, there's this push, and this is something that I know you, you're you maybe going to get into, mm. of, I guess, like, being, you know, like, self-made. Yeah. And, like, I guess this ideal of being so, like, independent mm-hmm. that it almost becomes, like, a crutch, right? I think that's something that's very much, like, promoted, that's glorified, maybe even applauded to some degree. And I think that myself was, like, in as well as someone who's, like, pretty, like, ambitious and goal-oriented. Right. Like, there was some sense of accomplishment being able to say, like, no, like, that was me. Yeah. I did that. I yeah. created that. I, I, I produced, like, manufactured, sold, like, every part of the process. Um, and even when we think about I guess this is more a thing when we speak to, you know, this is when people speak to entrepreneurship, what's kind of like outside the scope of this conversation specifically, but they'll mention this idea of being like self-made yep. a lot, right? Which I despise. I don't believe there is such thing, right? Like oh, no, definitely you, um, your success that you have has come on the backs of those before you. 
to whatever capacity, whether that's something that you realize that you want to recognize or not. And I think about even like our parents, right, that did the work to lay the groundwork to put yeah. us in the position that we are in, right? And we're going to do the same for like all children, right? Mm-hmm. So we look at it from just like, I guess, that particular perspective on a more like micro level, we can take that like even like larger, right? Yeah. Like there's people who have like done the work like before you um, to lay the ground for where you're at. And let's even think about like the work of Jesus, right? Let's look at like the disciples. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, you know, the doing all of these things um, so we could then like walk at the, walk in them to some degree. Yeah. So, yeah. I think because um, you brought up kind of like the realm of entrepreneurship and I make music. So I know a big thing sort of like in um, the music industry with record labels is and why people have sort of like this even independent mindset with music um, is because a lot of times like the record labels kind of, you know, messed up with their money. Like they kind of gave them messed up contracts. F them over essentially. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to say that, but yeah, they f them over. Uh, you know, messed up their money, put them in terrible deals, and it's just, it got blown up and everyone saw it. And now everyone's in this, like, you know, real, you know, independent, I don't, you know, label type of thing, right? And, and rightfully so, but the point I'm trying to make is even in general, in a lot of people's lives, is I think it's seeds of, seeds of mistrust have grown into what we see now. And in some mm. in some people's lives, which is why you have a lot of people who are on this real self-made, independent, I don't need nobody type of thing is because they might they never have been, had someone to rely on. They never had anyone to rely on anyone that they can trust, anyone that was dependent. And even if they they were, they might have f them over. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's what you see as well. But you you even have to get past that trauma. If that's you, whoever I'm speaking to, you have to get past that trauma, because at the end of the day, I think it's it's a law of life like we need collaboration to to succeed at higher levels. There's this uh, verse in Ecclesiastes 4.9, and I like the way that this is worded. It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Honestly, I don't even need to read the rest, but it's like, for if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but who can keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A, a threefold cord is not quickly broken, right? And I really like the part where it says... That sound real King James. Now, this might be the NKJV. I ain't gonna lie. Because I was kind of struggling over my words. I, this ain't the NIV. That sound real KJV. This ain't the NIV. But I like the part where it says, um, because they have a good reward for their toil, right? So even when you're working, you're progressing towards a goal, whatever the case may be, you will have a better reward for your work if you are doing it with more people, right? So I think anytime, wherever there's a lack of communi- community, the the ratio to like, work to progress is going to be a lot lower if that makes sense so i think even i think even deeper than um like goals i feel like any time in your life if you feel like you're stagnant you should look towards your community like is my community there do i have community do i have people i'm talking to do i have people in my life i think any time in my life yeah now that i'm thinking about it any time in my life where i was down bad the most was because I had a lack of community. I didn't have people I was talking to. I, I wasn't having those conversations with people helping me out. So I think that's even a good rule of thumb. Okay, if I'm in this weird stagnant place in my life, let me look first to, am, am I partnering with people? Do I have that community, that friendship? I think that's a good rule of thumb. Right. 
And so what would you say or what would you point to in your own life that has been an example of the, I guess, result of being in some sort of like collaboration or at least allowing that to happen? Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I want to bring up our boys, like John, Eric, Seth, Jordan, all of them. Um, I think before I I met them, I didn't really have any type. I was like really a loner. I know that sounds real. I was like, I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really have any type of community partnership with anyone. And I think my life felt very stagnant in general. I felt like my relationship with God was kind of stagnant. I felt like, and I think even with like music, um, the podcast even, and maybe it was just in my mind, but it just felt really stagnant. I think when we met them, it, I think even becoming friends opened up the door for a lot of uh, like, even like business opportunities to like do even episodes with them. And I think even my boy John got got me connected with a lot of people because he's tapped in, in the music space and CHH. And I think all of that just, I feel like progressed me a lot in a lot of different areas. And without meeting them and without opening up that door to become, you know, creating that connection with them, I don't think I ever would have had it. So I think really for me, that's the prime example. Um, because even having that friendship bled into a lot of different areas of my life. But I feel like that's really the, that's the big one. Yeah, I mean, I honestly say the same and honestly add to you know what we i guess mentioned and announced at the beginning of this episode joining that sounds fun has definitely been really i mean exciting time for at me at least me mm-hmm. when it comes to the podcast itself like which is a big part of like what we know that we're purpose to do that we give a lot of our energy our time and our heart to I think that it's always beneficial to have individuals who have like done it before, right? Who have the experience, yeah. who have the information, the knowledge, um, who have seen like the mountaintop and like can help you get there um, and pull you up. And so honestly, like since like we've like been in partnership, like with them, it has been a great example I feel like the result of like being within like community and like giving spaces or at least opening up yourself to spaces and where like you can collaborate because there's a lot of things that I know now that like I wouldn't have known like otherwise like if it wasn't for like the information the advice and like even just like the access that like we have now Um, and so like I've been challenging a lot like my thought process of like how I've always done things You know, like, just, like, small stuff. Like, all right, like, with scheduling, okay, like, how you can prep. All right, these may be, like, some ideas that can help. Just having, like, that diversity of, like, thought, um, especially from people who, like, know what they're speaking to Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, have an interest in seeing you grow and, like, develop. I mean, it it changes everything. Um, So I think definitely the past really two, three months, I've seen that to, like, such a degree of, like, you know, especially like when you get around people who are like doing things at a high level that just like naturally innately wants you to push for sure and go harder. Yeah. To go to go higher in whatever capacity that looks like just mm-hmm. by having that in your vicinity. You know what I mean? Not even with a lot of words necessarily like being said, um, but just seeing what is like possible. So I definitely think that it's like opened my mind and give me the capacity to dream more. Yeah. 
if that makes sense, right? And it just does. like optimism, like toward the future. So I think that I've seen that more recently, yeah, just with our partnership with them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like just two years ago, meeting who are now like our best friends, definitely personally, but more recently, I would, I'd say that had to be it. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, when the word talks about iron sharpens iron. Um, it's like when when you don't have that that partnership, when you don't have that other person or other people, it's like you become dual, you know? Mm. The blade the blade becomes dual. You don't have anyone to sharpen you. you Makes know, sense. To keep you on your game. <laughs> Makes sense. That's the one. Yeah. So uh, any any um, last words or remarks mm. as we're in the 615? Man, y'all go read that Tower of Babel. Genesis, Genesis eleven, man. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a real, it's a real eye opener. Yeah, that junk's fire. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So y'all go and read that. You know what I'm saying important to community. <laughs> what you got? Nah, honestly, when I first read that, I didn't think it was real. Low key, like you know how like you, you read, <laughs> we talked about this before, but you be reading stuff like and you really think they're just narrative and folklore. <laughs> I was like, that's cap. No, I'm gonna be like, honest. There's no way they was actually about to do that. When I first read that, I, I was baffled. I was astonished. I was like, is this? But there, there's no, like, <laughs> I had to ask somebody <laughs> how high that tower got to be, and how to the heavens? Keep, how do you keep it up to the heavens? Yes, that's insane. Nah, it really is. But they built the pyramid. What that's do you mean? It's like, is that? And I mean, I guess it had to be a staircase. Like, what do you need the tower I to the heavens know, for, bro? Uh, they, what, no, 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 no. It said they were doing it for to show their own glory. That's what it was. Capacity. Yeah, yeah. Right, they, right, they wanted right. to make a name for themselves. That's why I said at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's one of them questions I gotta ask when I get up there because I don't really. Right. I was. I was. Um. Who was I listening to? I was listening to with the Perrys yeah. on our drive down here. And I guess they I like asleep. did a segment. They were like, um, questions that need answers. Do zi- dinosaurs exist? <laughs> They're so goofy, bro. No, but I mean, I'm sure it was a, I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it. But I mean, we need the same for like, ba- like Tower of Babel. Maybe there'll be yeah, some does, type of like archaeologist or like engineer that can let us know like what Somebody that was really must have did some research somewhere. Cause... But you know how they have that live or at least, um, the exhibit of Noah's Ark in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, the yeah. Um, life-size thing. Yeah. I mean... That is crazy too, though. Oh, yeah. But that's more believable than the Tower of Babel, but still, like, even that was crazy, like... No, that is crazy. Yeah. But that, honestly, that, like, going there definitely, like, broke a lot of, like, a lot of it down. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was pretty big, bro. Y'all gotta go see it. I was in Kentucky. Yeah, we did that whenever... Um, this was, like, this time last year when we had Clarissa on and John and Eric were in town, yeah. too. Yeah, I go yeah. see the arc. That was it's a, a li- life-size model. <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, you all know what it is. Like we said, like, we are now a part of That Sounds Fun Network, which we're super excited about. You'd be seeing, like... I mean, honestly, a lot of, like, us, like, here, like, in Nashville, um, working with and in partnership with them... Um, and yeah, I'm also gonna plug like Annie's podcast. Um, oh, that sounds sure. fun because like sure. she is like absolutely amazing. So if you're looking for some more, because I know we got like some podcast junkies for real. Um, why they gotta be junkies, bro? Huh? Why why they gotta be junkies, bro? Because I am. <laughs> you identify as a junkie, bro. Nonetheless, stay you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, uh, do it again. Start over. Start over. Stay you. Stay real and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. <laughs> I. Bro, why they gotta be junkies, bro? You're a hater.